Hi, this is Guardian Australia Reads. I'm Jane Lee. Every week, we ask Guardian Australia's editors what their favourite articles are, and then we read them aloud for you. Today, a beloved transcription tool used by thousands and made in a Melbourne bedroom. Mike Tisher is Guardian Australia's head of news. Mike, tell me what's so special about this story. Journalists make use of transcripts throughout the day, especially at a during the pandemic when there are multiple press conferences every day and state and federal leaders are getting uh, talking a lot and they're health advisors and they need to be quoted in our stories. So a device that transcribes uh, what is coming through the TV is fantastically useful for journalists. For most most journalists, no matter how much they use it, um, and members of the public also use it, of course, I think they're not quite sure where it comes from. It's just a thing that exists. It doesn't have much information on the website itself about who does it or why they do it or why it started. Um, And this article helps to explain all that. And it's really a lovely story about a person who does it more or less out of the goodness of their own heart. Let's hear it. This is Meet the Man Behind TVDA, the no-frills live TV transcript that became an Australian media hero by Naaman Zoe. On any given day, Franco Trimboli's hobby makes the news. During office hours, his formal job title is a head of product. The 42-year-old who lives in suburban Melbourne is a coder, digital designer and project manager for the educational branch of the jobs website, Seek. But Trimboli is also the little-known founder of TVDA, a website that provides a live transcription of almost anything that airs on free-to-air TV in Australia. Even if you've never heard of it, you will certainly have read an article or watched a news bulletin that has relied on it. The site is freely accessible to anyone, but has become an essential tool for almost anyone working in the media or politics. Breaking news reporters and producers study it like a book. Politicians and staffers use it to keep tabs on their opponents. It is freely accessible to anyone. When it works, people copy and paste its successes. When it fails, they curse its misses. For the working journalist, TVDA has been, for years, like a spare limb. It scribbles down the press conferences, the leadership spill, or the police commissioner's briefing, or even an episode of MasterChef, all in real time. In its 10 years of life, it's captured almost 2.5 billion words. When TVDA is down, a dozen people will unfailingly trumpet their dismay that TVDA is down. There are long-running lists of people's favourite TV to bloopers. It often has particular trouble with names. Having once rendered Barnaby Joyce as Barnaby Bok Choy and Josh Frydenberg as Josh Frightened Bird. During the pandemic, as daily press conferences have become appointment viewing, TVDA has emerged as a quiet hero among its users but many of them would know little about how TVDA works or how it came to be. The website is bare, with a no-frills black and yellow palette, reminiscent of home-brand butter. There is no About Us tab, and no menu, just six channel options, and the endless feed. Trimboli says TVDA may seem like magic, but the way it works is simple. 
Under the Broadcasting Services Act 1992, all free-to-air channels are required to provide captioning between 6am and midnight on all their main channels and to capture news and current affairs at all times. The channels employ or subcontract fleets of human transcribers to provide the captions which can be switched on when watching any modern TV. All TVDA does, Trimboli says, is capture that data and upload it. No artificial intelligence or voice recognition is required. Trimboli says people think TVDA is a bigger operation than it is. It has no staff. It is not a company, nor a charity. There is no TVDA board. It is run entirely by Trimboli and occasional volunteers. In his spare time, and costs him $500 a month, out of his own pocket. Initially designed for people who are deaf or hard of hearing, TVDA is a personal project that has grown into a public resource. Amy Ramikas, Guardian Australia's political live blogger, says TVDA is instrumental in live coverage and has improved the transparency of communication between public officials, journalists and readers. I've often thought about who runs it because we all owe them a massive debt of gratitude, she says. Ramikas discovered TVDA while covering Queensland state politics. When a reporter covering a federal election shared it with her, it was like a secret code. It was a revelation for when you needed to file quickly, as you do on election campaigns, she says. It completely revolutionised live reporting, which was also still in its infancy then. Now, during the pandemic, it's a way of getting large quotes out very quickly, which, when people want information and want it quickly, is absolutely crucial. I have always assumed it was someone who developed a code to help the hearing impaired, Ramika says, which is why I'm just so grateful for the service and would never criticise it. We might have co-opted it, but it was never made for us. We should just be happy we have something which, for the most part, makes our jobs easier. Trimboli is a calm and deliberate man whose other hobbies include cycling, sketching, illustration, smartwatches and supporting Collingwood. Like so many others, he is homeschooling, which means he now has three jobs, his day job, TVDA and teacher. Trimboli and his family live in a low-slung red brick house on a nondescript street, right Banksia's screen a window, and there is a small basketball hoop in the backyard. Three young children run around the house. Trimboli works at a desk set up in the bedroom. His wife, a security engineer, works in the study. He says the children frequently leave Lego strewn across the computer when he is working. Not many of my family would realise what I do, he says with a laugh. I think my wife tolerates the fact that I have lots of different interesting side projects. And it's just who I am. It's part of my persona. I think that most of my other relatives are oblivious to the projects that I create. If anything, it's an amusing story at a family party. Trimboli grew up in the northern suburbs of Melbourne. The child of Italian immigrants who arrived in the 1960s. His father was a builder and Trimboli, for more than half his life, was the same. He studied design and then architecture at university. 
He never desired or expected to work in a field that intersects so heavily with politics or journalism. When he was a young boy, Bob Hawke ruffled his hair and shook his hand on the campaign trail. He says, but I never really followed local or world politics until I grew up. Trimboli loved technology, sparked by the video game boom of the 1980s and moved gradually from architecture into digital product design. I don't know any friends that are journalists, he says, but I've always been interested in the evolution of journalism, how it's evolved at a great pace. The idea of TVDA came to him in 2010 when he was working for a messaging company called Whisper that was making a text service to allow deaf and hearing impaired people to access New Zealand's equivalent of the triple zero phone line. It got him thinking about applying the same process to live TV. He has few regrets that TVDA has been thoroughly hijacked by journalists, even when that demand makes the site crash. It brings me lots of joy to see journalists using it, he says. If anything, I feel bad about not continually investing in the actual features of the platform. It helps journalists to focus on how they add value. It reduces that cognitive load and allows you to think, well, what is the story here? You know, I can just report what someone is saying. That's easy to do with TV to now. What else can I add to this story in real time? If it drives further transparency and speed in the reporting of breaking news stories or important issues, then for me, that's a win as well. Soon after Trimboli launched TVDA in 2011, the ABC's current director of news, Gavin Morris, invited him on a tour of its Ultimo headquarters and showed him how TVDA was being used by journalists. The ABC News 24, now rebranded as ABC News, had also recently launched. The two services, essentially the same age, are like family friends who have grown up together. For the first two years of TVDA's existence, News 24 was the only channel it streamed. In 2012, it added colours to help make clear who was speaking. In 2013, it added ABC One, SBS and the commercial networks. Since then, it has essentially been the same. Now, during the pandemic, the ABC's own text live blog still uses TVDA and openly acknowledges it in a behind-the-scenes piece from May 2020. The Sydney Morning Herald and The Age ran a similar piece last year about the bloggers who bring the news live. TVDA isn't mentioned, but it's there in the pictures, front and centre. The whole media industry in Australia owes the creators of TVDA a very big debt, Ramikas says. I think anyone who wasn't aware of TVDA before the pandemic is now. At any given time, Trimboli says about 1,000 people are simultaneously viewing TVDA, and that rises to 5,000 during pandemic press conferences. It's more than just journos that are hitting the site, he says. It's everyday viewers and consumers as well. During the bushfires, Trimboli noticed that people without TV reception or people who could not listen to the radio because of deafness relied on it. I have received emails from people who have said, 
Thank you very much for your TV to service. I was able to access the captions on my mobile phone. Politicians use it too. In 2016, documents released as part of the Senate's estimates revealed that TVDA was the 15th most viewed website from the Prime Minister's office. Rumika says staffers will often message her when they cannot believe what TVDA has just transcribed. You'll get messages of, did they really say that? And usually when it's someone like Barnaby Joyce or Bob Catter, yes, they did. What you think could only be a transcription error is actually, word for word, what they said. But, of course, it's also been wrong. Famously, on multiple occasions, TVDA has spliced together insiders and rage. It always seems to be insiders and rage for some reason, Trimboli says. Why does it always happen on a Sunday morning? Trimboli keeps the site's capacity capped, which sometimes results in it going down when demand peaks. It can be solved, but that would just compound the costs, he says. If I was paying $1,000 a month, I don't think my wife would be very happy. Over $12,000 a year on a side project? That's halfway to a small car at that point. TVDA takes no ads and only occasionally receives donations. We might get, you know... $10 one week or $50 another week, Trimboli says. But any contributions are well received, and we're very appreciative. A lot of people have wanted me to kind of monetize it, but the ultimate aim of TVDA isn't to make money. If the media and politicians use TVDA so heavily, should they help to fund it? Trimboli says it's a really good question. Perhaps there's an opportunity for them to pitch in. But if not, he's happy to keep doing so. From my perspective, if it's a platform that's helping journalists be better journalists, and if it helps politicians be more accountable, then it's worth me spending the money to maintain it. It should be accessible to all. If it helps the quality of journalism, then I'm happy for it to be free, forever. That was Meet the Man Behind TVDA, the no-frills live TV transcript that became an Australian media hero by Naaman Zoe. The reader was Glenn Morrow. To read the full article, go to Guardian Australia's website. This episode was produced by Alison Chan, Camilla Hannon and Miles Herbert. I'm Jane Lee. See you next time.